Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today on the show, we talk about how Sinnoh's champion is one of the greatest examples of what a Pokemon champion should be. Welcome to Lore Party, a podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Caleb. And I'm Bruce. And we are here again for another wonderful season of Lore Party. Yes, and we are going to finally be going on... They've added a bunch of uh, new ones since the last time we discussed about it. We're talking about the favorite character collection game, Overwatch. Wait. (laughs) It's been a while, man. Let me check my notes. It's been quite some time since uh, Caleb and I have had an episode together. You'll understand that uh, Lawrence is not here as he usually is for Pokemon episodes. We are kind of trying something new and we got Caleb here, who's kind of part of, I guess, what we'd say our, our Pokemon team now. I am on the party. Yes, straight yes from you've, the been added, you've been added to the party. The lower party. All right. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about Cynthia, who is the champion of the Sinnoh region. Yeah, she's... I mean, so this was a really interesting thing you kind of talked about, because I never really thought about it. There's a lot of different Pokemon League champions, one for each region, uh, sometimes more than one, depending on the story. But Cynthia is very iconic, even though she is like the fourth or fifth Pokemon League champion in the franchise. She just has this je ne sais quoi of her that really just keeps coming back. And I mean, there's a lot to her character and her role and even just her like skill set and like Pokemon team that is just so timeless and attractive to the entire franchise as a whole. So I, I want to dissect this with you for sure. Yeah, definitely. And there's like, and like I said, her popularity just in kind of the fandom in the community speaks for itself. Um, I think on top of the fact that she keeps coming back and making appearances in games, like more so than most characters, especially more so than characters that weren't introduced in a freaking like red and blue. Exactly. It's actually kind of weird that like, I know some people who know of what Cynthia looks like, you know, tall lady heels, all black, kind of like pantsuit and blonde hair, but they've never played diamond or pearl. Like she's been in other games and it's just like, okay, she's it, you know? Personally, I think what sets her apart the most. And I think a big part of the reason why she just, has this weird like resonance that you don't generally get from a lot of Pokemon characters is the general sense to which um she feels like what the player characters or what 
a player character can become as their own personal story goes on. Absolutely. More so than a lot of the other champions, which we'll circle back and discuss for a reason, but just kind of a little bit of context of who she is just for all three of the people in the world who (laughs) decided to intentionally click on a lore party episode about Pokemon, but don't know who Cynthia is. (laughs) She's the champion of the Sinnoh region. So she plays a large part in the story of those games, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, and soon to be Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Yes, as as this comes out uh, near their release date, I think. And she's generally one of, if not the strongest character in the franchise. And it's crazy considering, um, like I said, her personal history is similar to the player's story in Pokemon games. So there's implications in the story that she started out with a Pokedex as an assistant to Professor Rowan, similar to what the player does in this game. And though it's intentionally vague about what her hometown is, her family and many of her connections are in, you know, I actually don't know if I've ever heard this pronounced out loud. How is this town pronounced? Celestic Town? Celestic Town. There we go. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the anime when it went to Cartoon Network. <laughs> no, you're good. And even though it's most overt in Platinum, she's also one of the earliest champions in the series to take a direct role in facing and ultimately defeating the villain. Because especially at the time of Diamond and Pearl, this wasn't a normal thing for champions to do. They generally kind of took a backseat to the plot until you had to fight them. Maybe making the occasional cameo. The role of like a champion is in every game, and it's more or less the final boss uh, with like secondary characteristics and motivations kind of based on each individual. You have one for almost each game, and you know they're supposed to be kind of the example of like the best a Pokemon trainer can be, especially one representing that region. Cynthia represents. The Sinnoh region, which is the first one to really talk about, like, you know, creationism and, you know, space and time in a mythical sense in the Pokemon world, which was a huge step. And I think that she did a really good job of, uh, sorry, well, Nintendo did a really good job of uh, really representing that with Cynthia. It makes a degree of sense that she would play a more active role in this game, because that's a little bit of what the broadly speaking, the role of a Pokemon champion is generally suggested to be or has generally suggested to be. We only saw Lance occasionally in the Johto games prior to fighting him because there were only a handful of times that there were really a specific threat in Johto. Exactly, exactly. And like, so we'll we'll get into that, like, um, just because I'm sure there's some people who may want to be like, now hold on a minute. I think Lance is the best champion ever. We're we are going to discuss your favorite champion and specifically why our favorite is better. But without further ado, should we just go into each of the champions? Pull, pulls out the list, unrolls, drops to the ground. All right. <laughs> and I really like Lance. Lance is, I, I guess he's the prototype for what I believe that Cynthia is today, you know? Yeah, and I think like... I think Lance was the first champion that was introduced that was largely characterized as 
this is the champion. This is what you're eventually going to be building yourself up to fight. Big champion energy. Because, like, Blue Blue was borderline a plot twist. And he was more of your rival, so, like, the, the role that he played was more of, like, you know, the, the douchebag in your neighborhood, less so than, you know, the, you know, protector of the Kanto region. That's mostly just you. Definitely. And then, so, Lance, by comparison, like, he's an established character who has grown in strength, and he's the first champion that's largely built up, but... Since you only really battle him in the Elite Four prior to that, and he kind of doesn't interact with you a whole lot in that first game, and even... In the second game, he does help with, like, Team Rocket. Mm -hmm. The Red Gyarados. The Red Gyarados, like, Rage. Uh, I think he was in Goldenrod City with the Team Rocket takeover, but, like, he was there. And it was... That was the first time where he kind of set that precedence for, you know... I am the champion. I am literally like it is proven on paper. I am the strongest Pokemon trainer in this region. Therefore, no one can step to me and I'm going to use that clout and I'm going to use that power to enact my own vigilanteism and to protect the region and people from other evil Pokemon trainers. He was the first one to do that. Yeah, like exactly. And I think kind of circling back that comparison to Cynthia why I think Cynthia has a tendency to resonate more with that though is that she feels like in a more involved and more direct version of that where there's still she still has that role as a protector and as a mentor someone who like helps you out occasionally asks for your help and is built up but then there's also this aspect of like her past that gets shown, um, she steps up to what's arguably a much larger threat. And she's there to meet that threat. And exactly, she's there to meet that threat. And then also, and I think this is one thing that I think is going to lose points for any given champion that we discuss, is that Lance also plays largely around one type. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of... A little bit of red ink and a see me note as far as (laughs) if you're building a Pokemon team that's believably considered to be nigh indefeatable. Like, I mean, technically, he's got that Gyarados. He does have that. He does have that Gyarados. (laughs) But it's so close to a dragon. But I mean, like, yeah, he's shaking off his uh, he's shaking off his elite fourness. Yeah. Bring in an ice type, though. And like... (laughs) Yeah, if all falls apart, it's gone. I mean, I don't know if it falls apart, but like, I wouldn't trust it to transfer cleanly to a plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to transfer well. Yeah. Telling you that right now. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, get a full restore, and we'll see you right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're going to do a little lightning round here because we've got a lot of champions and we're here to talk about the greatest of all time. So mm-hmm. I haven't really played much of 
uh, Ruby and Sapphire. So you can go ahead with Steven and Wallace. Yeah. So you've got Steven who's largely framed as kind of a like rich, kind of larger than life son of a CEO kind of clearly has his other priorities and an interesting character. But as far as specifically a comparison to the player, um, there isn't a whole lot there. His history doesn't resemble the players in really any meaningful way in that game. And he's never really shown as a parallel to or an extension of the player. Wallace similarly is a gym leader who managed to take the title. Um, But he's also largely a monotype team and like actively looking for a challenge. But again, there really aren't comparisons to the player that can meaningfully be drawn. Right. So then we have Alder in black and white, who's kind of similar to Lance. He does help the player out, but he's seen as more of a protector. He's one for, you know, challenging himself and traveling the region. Just this guy who's definitely in it more for the adventure than I would say the real title. And Iris, who I'm sorry, she is a little girl who is still like she's coming from her gym leader background again, one type, and she's still like growing. Yeah. And then you have Diantha in um, Kalos, where similarly to Steven, she's the champion, but she also is more of a movie star and has like other passions going on, which obviously that's something there's plenty of precedent for in the Pokemon universe with trainers and even gym leaders who also hold additional jobs. But it really goes to show like the, like your priorities lie in a different place. You have a different like set of goals Mm -hmm. in mind that fall outside of being the champion. It also kind of takes away again from the comparison specifically to the player, because that's kind of what we're going with as far as like kind of what resonates with Cynthia. I think the closest to Cynthia, again, kind of going through the lightning round, is Leon, where he's the arguably the only champion where the comparison to you is made largely overt with you and Hop's rivalry intentionally pulling parallels to uh, Leon and Sonia's. His whole gimmick is that he's more of like a celebrity, like sports star celebrity. He's got literally a cape with like sponsorship stickers on it. He like signs autographs. People like crowd around him. Can I be honest? I hate Leon. I'm sorry. I fucking hate Leon. I think he's kind of a douche. I don't like his personality and he's just... I feel like he's almost in it for the fame yeah, only. Yeah, we need to we need to do a we need to do a, a love him or hate him episode on Leon later. I would love to do that. And I think <laughs> brief honorable mention also to Kukui, who's kind from uh, Sun and Moon. Yeah, kind of the Alolan region champion, but not quite. And again, like he's more the professor than any reflection of the player. And so I think like right, he he helps. Yeah. And so I think kind of going back to Cynthia's connection to the player, because this is the thing that we keep referencing and the thing that makes her stand out is just the fact that she is, I would say, like, aside from maybe, maybe Alder, the most well-traveled of the champions, making appearances in games and regions more frequently than 
I think any other champion, but most other Pokemon characters in general. Yeah, and this is not like, you know, in the battle tower or like surprise stuff like that. This is like literally she is almost like a secret boss in Heart Gold and Soul Silver in Black and White and I believe Black and White too. Uh Sun and Moon, uh you can fight her there. Like she's everywhere. I'm actually surprised that you can't fight her in uh Sword and Shield, yeah. but like she makes herself known. She and she is rough. It's it's actually it reminds me of whenever like she shows up and you fight her and like it's just out of nowhere and she's got like these Pokemon that are in the level seventies to eighties. It's like red, but with an actual personality. Like she's really tough. I think she's often considered one of the hardest bosses in the franchise. Yeah. And and again, that parallel with Red is just like, she's very much like the player character. Like she had her own story where she fought her own villain and worked with her own Pokemon professor. And she started on a very similar journey, uh, much like the protagonist. And then she became champion. Like she has a, she doesn't have a theme to her party. She has, I think the most... I think she might be the first, if not the only trainer in the game to have 12 unique types in certain versions of her party, depending on the game. I think Platinum onward, her Pokemon never repeat a type, and I'm pretty sure that her Platinum team specifically is 12 unique types. Yeah, she's got a really like crazy repertoire of, of course, you got Garchomp, and then, let's see, she's got a Lucario, a Spiritomb. Milotic. Milotic. Togekiss. Yeah, like, and, and like, this is a, a beautiful rogues gallery of, like, crazy, cool Pokemon. Like, in general, though, like, she is genuinely a strong trainer she got her start in traveling similarly to the player but then i think the thing that kind of really like nails it in and kind of makes her feel like she is an extension of the player or rather like an extension of what the player can become is her connection Mm -hmm. to the mythology of the Sinnoh region pokemon mythology in general and how that ties back into her role as a champion. Exactly. So, like, I think a lot of champions and a lot of just characters in the Pokemon games don't really have that kind of connection to the legendaries or mythical Pokemon. You, as the protagonist, have a very close connection, other than maybe, like, the evil organizations who are trying to harness it for the power of evil. Evil. There's not really (laughs) evil and land development. It's very fascinating because you don't see that with Lance uh, helping you look for the legendary dogs or Ho-Oh. I don't know what Wallace or Steve does for you in the kind of looking for Kyogre or Groudon, but like they don't like help find, you know, religious texts about them. It's more of kind of an academic thing. Cynthia fills that niche where she's both your like you know mentor in pokemon battling but also in researching finding and connecting with pokemon legendaries again it feels like a very natural thing for a champion to want to do because no matter what specific adaption or interpretation of legendaries you take because this is something you've discussed in the past how the role of legendaries in a given pokemon world kind of changes a bit from adaption to adaption there's always a little bit of this odd suspension of disbelief 
how it feels like it's only ever the player and maybe the professor and main villain who ever really have any meaningful interest in um, legendary Pokemon of a given game. They're generally treated like there aren't a whole lot of people who study them closely or find them fascinating, even when one, they're one of the deepest parts of the franchise's lore. And so Cynthia actually being a character who, independently of being outright a researcher or having specific evil plans for it, um, <laughs> she to have her actually be like holy crap, a Pokemon with power over time and a Pokemon with power over space exist. Like, of course she's going to try and find out as much as she can about them because that's conceptually fascinating if that isn't something you otherwise were aware of. Right, but it's also kind of tied to her own, like, history and with her, was it her grandmother or her mother? Her grandmother and, in general, her family has the the ties to those... Uh, all the different stuff going on in Celestic Town. Right. So like she has that connection both kind of because of her lineage, uh, not to say that it's like her birthright, but she's got this very clear understanding since her childhood of these legendary Pokemon. And she feels a connection, which is another thing, like as a champion, she is a representative of the Sinnoh region. And I couldn't think of a better representative than someone who has truly grown up in one of the most culturally sensitive towns in the Sinnoh region, which talks about, you know, Arceus and Dialga and Palkia. I mean, you know, you don't hear Lance talking about, you know, the the craziness of the, you know, legendary birds or the dogs or Lugia, the guardian of the sea, like, or like, oh, I grew up in a, you know, the, the town that you know, like Eurotech City, and uh, I know where the Silver Tower is, like nothing like that. He doesn't have that same connection. I don't even know if Lance is from this region. Um, you can tell that Cynthia is a uh, Sinoan, I guess, mm-hmm. Sinoan. Mm-hmm. She's a local. Yeah, and then and then on top of that is also like the, the personal and emotional connections to it. Like this isn't in the game specifically, but in one of the comic series, there's actually a specific moment when she's fighting Cyrus. She she doesn't go in to fight Cyrus out of a like championly duty to protect the Sinnoh region like uh, Lance generally does. She goes in to fight Cyrus for personal reasons because he attacked her hometown. And so she's going in with a chip on her shoulder ready to start a fight because she's angry about it. And in the comics, she actually becomes, like, angry and upset enough that she makes mistakes that allow him to get away. And so a lot of the later part of that chapter of the story is her kind of trying to redeem herself for that, for the fact that um, her emotional attachment to her hometown, like, actually uh, caused her to lose her cool. Her only weakness is that she cares too much about her wonderful home let's i mean come on that's beautiful her other weakness is that she gives you a togepi egg which now that fairy type exists is ultimately going to grow <laughs> up into a hard counter to garchomp well i mean she's still got togekiss that's so. true she still has togekiss so she'll still she, see like that variety yeah she'll like 
don't get me wrong, she'll still wreck the rest of your team, but like, <laughs> yeah, you've got one person <laughs> that can help against one of her larger threats. <laughs> so with all that being said, you know, she's got so many things going for her. She's got a real connection to the protagonist. She's grown up in a similar way to how your journey is gone. She cares about her region and her town. She has a large investment in the legends and stories of the mythology of the Pokemon legendaries. She is their protector. She is their representative. She is everything. And as we've seen, as we kind of went through all the other champions, she truly does shine above the rest of these other champions who maybe have just a different career on the side, doing it for the wrong reasons, easily leave that title for some other reason, selfish or otherwise, or just not really connected to the land or region in which they presided over as champion. Cynthia checks all those right boxes. Hmm. And I think that's why she is like such an iconic champion. With all of that, that about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. And check out our YouTube page for bonus videos and highlights. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Well, I mean, she is one of the many, along with every other aspect of Diamond and Pearl. She's a big part of why I'm excited to like get back into Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Oh yeah, I totally want to battle her again. She's always so fun to battle. Like really, I like it's like fighting Red, you know. And you, that that freaking uh, theme, anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, it goes hard. Uh, <laughs> look it up, everyone. Look it up when you get off of this. Like finish this episode, of course. But like, look up Cynthia's battle theme. That is your new like commute to work song. But like, don't get a ticket. Yeah, we're. <laughs> I was like, that's everyone's gonna get tickets. <laughs> <laughs>